just like they did in August, Solace Meds has some awesome deals going on throughout the month of September for DNVR listeners. You guys can get Can America gummies for 25% off throughout the entire month of September. You can get Strange Tinctures for 20% off, Rockin' Cartridges 25% off, Glacier Concentrates 20% off. They've also got a Labor Day sale going on, Labor Day weekend. On September 6th, you can buy three, get the fourth product for 10 cents. On Patriot Day, September 11th, buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents as well. Of course, if you head into any location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. That code is also going to get you 20% off your entire purchase. So stop into any four of their convenient Colorado locations today. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Stop in the Solace Meds. They've got all those deals that I just said. Of course, you can always get 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at any of those locations. You're going to get a free Solace bar or King Cone with your purchase as well. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the on-season here at DNVR. The on-season is a part of the breach. It's not quite the Yeah, I was going to say, this is not official. The on-season involves basketball games. Well, those are coming. I know, but they're not here. All right, one week they're here. We do (laughs) have it. Yeah, this time next week, when we sit in this very studio, we're going to have a game. What? To talk about. Yeah, I can't wait for That's it, man. Exactly. A game. So, not a practice. Not a, <laughs> we talk not about a game. game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. I got the squad here tonight. We're in the Ooh. vibes. Bring in the vibes. It's Brendan Vogt. This shirt's so rad. The vibes collection is rad. Make sure you check that out at the NVR merch locker if you haven't yet. How about a plug to start the show? Holy I'm smokes. locked in. I'm locked in. <laughs> that was really good. Over here, I got a man who is still drunk, but working soon to be hungover from an incredible Broncos Sunday, including a tailgate. D Lanco. That's right. I uh, I haven't quite pieced together what happened. I think I drank a <laughs> bunch of booze. I think you did. Wandered <laughs> aimlessly around uh, well, my, whatever it's called. Invesco. Is it Invesco? Nope. It's called the Power Field. I can't get over it. It's the dumbest that I can't get over Invesco. It's not like I, I, I know any relation. You I can't. I can't. Not, you're, not, you're not like, oh, I can't stop calling it Mile High. You're like, I can't I stop, stop calling it Pets.com <laughs> Stadium. And then over here, the man with a perfect memory. Actually, a perfect Harrison Wind. I had a great time at the tailgate, too. My memory's doing good. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, no, the, the tailgate was awesome, though. We were all there. I saw I saw Ben Simmons at the tailgate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I heard. Ben Simmons. He was at the tailgate. He, he was wow. at the Broncos game. I must have um, missed him there yeah. that time. You guys have to come out to our tailgates. Yeah. We're going to next one uh, this weekend. First of all, it was hotter. I'm not going to say what it was hotter than, but it was very it was hot. hot. It was, it was so hot. hot, but it was only 84 degrees. What's but wrong with us? It was ridiculous. We've had like two cool man. days, and now all of a sudden it was adjusted. It wasn't the like radiant heat. It was the oppression of the sun. Oppression. The sun itself was just like beating down. Right on our tent, just on top of the tent. Dude, I went to the game afterwards, and I was like, I like I like football. I like the Broncos. The Jets are inept. I'm gonna go wander around. The Jets because, are really bad because yeah because they and then buy booze uh, buy more booze uh, on the inside of the stadium. I'm starting to piece together what happened. Anyway, I, if you guys are wondering <laughs> what the tailgate is, if you guys are thinking about should I come out or should I not, it's us drinking beers outside and talking pizzas. about the Nuggets. It's pretty much. What are we not gonna talk about the Broncos? Yeah. Come on, we were talking about the Nuggets. Basically, this, but yeah. in real life, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We got to meet a lot of people. Some you know 
the usuals that we get to see all the time and also some new ones. So come on out to those. They're always great. Um, did I didn't tell you guys the story, though. So I was the last one because I didn't have tickets to the game. I only went to the tailgate for the tailgate. Then I went home and watched the game. That's how I roll. But I had we had extra pizzas. And I was like, perfect. This is dinner for the family. Sexy time pizza. Sexy time pizza. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sweet. This is perfect. And somebody tried to park where our thing was. And we told him, like, no, you can't because we're not allowed to like do a parking. We don't have a parking license or whatever. And they got mad at me, drove right over my pizzas. <laughs> like, they're no like, way. I swear to God, they're like, well, That's fine. Assault, man. They're fine, like, screw your Wait, pizzas what? for your family. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> you had That's pizzas hilarious. on the ground and they drove over your pizzas? Well, because we were tore everything down, but I had my pizzas that I was waiting for my ride to arrive because I was hammered. <laughs> In a fit of rage. In a fit of rage, they just drew I was like, well, that was a waste of pizza too, bro. Vehicular like, pizza side. Yeah. It really was, man. I'm Not sorry. People are talking about it. It wasn't even my fault that you can't park here. I'm sorry, bro. It wasn't my fault. Anyway, Unreal. Today, was, it, was it that... Uh, that van that Vic Lombardi captured, like, <laughs> no, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was a little, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, we have a lot to get to, so we better start getting to it. Today was Media Day. It's yeah. for, this was Media Day again. Um, and this one felt like the real Media Day. Maybe it's because Malone and Conley talked, and like Conley doesn't always talk, you know, but it kind of felt, you know, there was a lot of, lot of interviews, a lot of this or that. And there's a lot to get to. We're going to go a little bit in chronological order here. I want to start with Michael Malone. Um, he was the first to speak at 9 a.m. this morning. I'm going to start with you, Harrison. What's the number one thing that stood out to you about what Michael Malone had to say to the team or to the media today about the team? Um, th there were a bunch of things. I guess the first thing I think of is maybe – was it your question when you asked him about the identity? Yeah. And, and how I asked him that. I don't know. Yeah, how that might need to change without Jamal Murray. It's been something we've talked about on yeah. this show a lot. And, you know, from players to now coach, it's pretty unanimous. They don't really feel like the identity has to change. Right. Uh, the Nuggets want to play faster this year. Uh, they, want, <laughs> they want to shoot more threes. So take a couple yeah. drinks if you're watching Bingo. at home. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to pull on that thread, though, in a second. But here's the thing that's interesting to me. This is where the like analytics of the game and just being an outsider can only give you so much because I actually really hate the answer we got from Will Barton and Michael Malone and all the other guys about, no, we don't need to change our, ad, uh, our mentality because to me, it doesn't make sense. But I know that this is one of those things that if you're in the side, the circle, and you actually know what goes into making uh, sure. the product, then it's like, okay, they probably have insight. So this is one where I'm like, I don't get it. I do think they need to add to their identity in meaningful ways. I do think they need to change, but nobody on the inside agrees with me. So clearly I'm just not seeing what I need to see on that. Yeah. You know, it's like a thing I have to, I take a leap of faith of like, you guys are probably right. I just don't get it. Or it's like, yes, our identity doesn't need to do an entire 180. There are like little things we have to change here and there. Yeah, but that's what I'm asking. Right. I'm not saying don't but play through yoke anymore. I, I and that's kind of what Malone yeah. referenced. He's like, of course, we're going to still play. Through I, yoke. I do like wonder this. if right. they take it as, oh, do we have to totally change up everything right, we do? Right. And obviously the answer is no. Right. You know but that. You, we know that. Everybody yeah. knows that. Um, but also it's media day is is the day, the press conference, the Zoom conference, when you can set the narrative a little bit. You, you can kind of get out in front of things. Oh, say, usually you do. Right. You're actually right. Yes. Right. So, but maybe, you know, to this point, it's, yeah, you know, we're we're just going to stick with what we're doing where, you know, we're, we're going to play somewhere. We're going to play around Nicole Jokic. We're comfortable with what we're doing. We don't need to make any big changes without Jamal Murray. Maybe that's just the narrative that they want to set. And in that no one person has to play outside of themselves to 
fill sure. in that gap. And that's sure. really what they, they're getting at with the by committee thing. Right. There's enough aggregate talent on this team. Yeah. And they and by the way, they've done this with Monte before for stretches where they feel confident that it'll be fine. What that means is it doesn't mean Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, can one of you go and, and give the Nuggets 22-4-4 and yeah, four every right. night. What, what they're never going to do and what they've never done when it comes to somebody like Michael Porter, they're never going to say, yeah, with Jamal Murray out, we need Michael Porter to be the number two guy. You know, right, they've right. never said that. They never will say that. They don't want to put that pressure on any in particular player, even if somebody like Michael Porter could handle that pressure and probably probably wants that pressure. Um, but they're not going to do that. They're going to say we need everybody to step up. Yeah. yeah. Well, real real quick, because Eric wasn't on there. You're going to be reacting to a lot of this stuff, but obviously yeah, Eric, yeah. Eric's the outsider of our of our squad here. I've never felt that more clearly than every day I'm with you. <laughs> 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 but so vote. Harrison raises a great point. Media Day is actually Malone is the best at this. He is a leader of men, and that he can often like identify a common goal and like this is the thing we're doing. Do you feel like there was a theme or a common goal or something that was stated by either Conley or Malone this year that you're like that's what this season's about? Well, there is a, an emerging company line. Well, yeah, in unfinished business. Sure. Um, that was mentioned like four times. Four right. different. That's times. definitely a phrase in everybody's That might have actually been a member. Yeah. yeah, different people saying and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I mean, just that they like they expect to win a uh, a title. I mean, and that that's nothing has changed in that regard. That there's not going to be some drastic overhaul just because Jamal's out, just because that things what ended horribly in the second round. There's, I mean, look, it's it. In a lot of ways, with a few exceptions, it's been stay the course every summer. And to me, it's another summer of stay the course. Yeah. I, I mean, just again, I'm just reacting. But the thing about the Nuggets is that they they what we know is that they've built a structure. They've built a team identity. They've got Nikola Jokic. They put the right pieces around him. And like we're in this weird position with them where they have to suddenly I mean they have to change up the way they play knowing that down the line they're going to have to change back to right. how they were because they have like they have the platonic ideal of what it is to be their perfect basketball combination of players like Nikola Jokic running the show like they can't play faster why Nikola Jokic is not well, fast well he's not fast like yeah, he but trails the it doesn't like, matter uh, it does though Why? to a point because it, more often than not the guy that is ha your offense is starting through is two thirds back and you have to wait for him to come I, up I would bet statistically speaking that this is not true that teams can play faster with with a trail big and here's why a trail big often means there's a uh, big up the court defensively and that's the biggest thing that slows you down is people getting back to stop the paint but if you can naturally pull a guy out, and look, yes, Jokic isn't fast in that he's going to be Kenneth Freed beating guys down the court, but he's fast enough to get up to the three-point line and draw out the mismatches. This is that sure. order quarterback. And this is why I think statistically trail bigs or stretch fives or fives that handle the ball at, can play fast. They've just never done it. But here's why – this is why I want to circle back to the big square on the bingo board. This is why that thing was interesting that he said he wanted to play fast. Maybe there's nothing to it. But he specifically identified Michael Porter mm. as the reason that they need to play fast and how the numbers look good in, in transition and in particular for Michael Porter. But he said something I'd never thought of. And now I'm, I'm definitely going to have to keep my eye open. And that is that Porter often stopped above the break. 
and we tried to get him to go more to the corners, and this is a year we want him to be in the corners more. Hmm. And he was t- talking about the spacing changes, and so it's about getting out in open court and sprinting to those corners for him because it's, it's a layup for him. I think he even used that phrase. It's a layup for him, and that's like the first starting point. So that, to me, hmm. it's not just the lip service of we want to play fast, but a very specific way in which they can speed up and a specific way that has to do with the most in- interesting player this hmm. year with regards to what can be different. I also liked um, he talked about Aaron Gordon at length and uh, at one point basically said, you know, you're going to kind of like Millsap. That's me paraphrasing. But you're going to sort of miss the Aaron Gordon impact if you're looking for it in individual stats. Right, uh, and totally. that he's a guy that they fully expect to have a high impact on their ability to win all season long. Um, but just more of the same in terms of hearing people are excited about AG. Uh, and then also... Along those lines, Malone at one point started touching on the importance of having guys who want to be here. Right. Uh, yep. and, he, and he obviously tabbed AG as one of those. Dude. But just wanting to and, – and I think it's something the fan base – like I don't ever want to tell people how to fan and they don't need my help. But don't forget to celebrate those guys if there's going to be so much bemoaning of players who don't decide to be here. You know, you get a few who do. You want to embrace that. Dude, I feel like we're entering into a new era of – Denver, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, like whether or not Jokic being the player that he is is actually able to get some interest from players right. around the league that want to play next to him. But also, you know, I mean, really, like the city of Denver has uh, leveled up three or four times over the last, like, yeah. four or five years in ways that, uh, you know, obviously the Nuggets have nothing to do with, but they can absolutely benefit from. Like, people come here, young people come here, they're like, oh, wow, this isn't just, like, this dopey flyover city that uh, nobody, th- you know, like, people think about uh, from the outside. They think about uh, Denver the same way they think about, like, Ames, Iowa or something. And, like, <laughs> right. you come and you're like, oh, this is actually awesome. Oh, who was it that just said about the weather and it was not at all what they expect, which is, like, the number one thing you hear. People, Denver's not cold. <laughs> it, I think the thing that confuses everybody about Denver is that, it, A, it's not perched atop a mountain. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Head, that football stadium was like right. in a People <laughs> watch the Broncos <laughs> totally. game and the intro Wild and everywhere. slides are people skiing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they think that's Denver. Did, oh, yeah. Didn't Jerry Judy, when he got here, said something about like bears? They thought they, like, they come in, like bears, bears are roaming thought, the city. Yeah, they thought they bears would be around, I'm which is like a half-truth at best. Single-handedly because of the NFL. Dre, by the way, it's I see Dre's back here. Dre, did you see, I can't remember where, I think it was in Italy, where there, so there was these wild boars that had... Got somehow entered the Ooh. city, or we're just walking down. Have you not corner. seen this? Is that right? <laughs> you need to mm. Google Some this video. Who? You'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. They're just war like like wild animals in the in the freeway. It's uh, whatever the equivalent is of the freeway out there. Um, it's probably a freeway. <laughs> I would say it's a freeway. <laughs> um, another thing here from Michael Malone. He said it was not championship but or bust for them, and I thought that was really interesting. I, Malone's really good at these types of things, but you almost wish that the team would kind of come in and say, yeah, this is it. He gave a great perspective, which I think is an honest one, which he said, like, we feel our title window's open. So yes. this year, next year, year after, whatever yes. it may be, we feel like we can get one and we want to get one. But I'm not going to say it has to be this year. Dude. Well, he's right. He is right. He's yeah. totally right. I know, but you just like, like the, the gauntlet. Tor- you know, the you tor- want the like. But I don't. No, you know, I don't want this to be. Championship we're a championship team, and that's what we want. I think. No, I think we're getting what we want. You want to hear that from the players. Okay. You want to hear the players right. going. Yeah, we're, a we're a championship team, and yeah. they've said that in yeah. no uncertain terms. But it is on the Malones and the Connollys to have maybe a different perspective, broader perspective. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though. You build the team in the right way. You exactly. You're championship window opens you're not the toronto raptors where you're like all 
if we don't win when we get Kawhi, like we have nothing else. We just gutted our team. That's championship or bust. Like yeah. we haven't like leveraged the team to such a place. Like if it doesn't happen, like we're just then you're back. busting. By then the way, back you're at square combusting. One. Yes. And if you're Michael Malone, but also read as, yeah, please don't fire me if we finish in the second round. <laughs> That's so true. Like the worst like, thing he could be do like, is no, be like, it has to be a championship uh, this year. Only a terrible coach would fall short of championship yeah, yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah. these guys. I mean, come on. Only a loser. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like a lot of what Malone and Conley said today is just kind of similar to what they've said the last two years yeah sure sure, sure. it's just running it back you know yeah, yeah. our goal is a championship we yeah. think we can win a championship yeah covid sucks uh it's like it's been the same thing the last two years just gotta play the games yeah gotta play the game only already. last <laughs> note i have here it was reiterated by a few people but we got it again that asked who stands out so far in camp and again aaron gordon so i don't know if this is you know clearly he does look Something good, but people. Keep I wonder if he's game. doing it in sweatpants or shorts. That's <laughs> my biggest question. I'm wondering the same about me. I hate that I'm wearing shorts today. Oh my goodness! To see it on the monitor. Some sweatpants. It fits, it fits your vibe for today, though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, oh, actually, there are two last things. Two last things for me personally. One, MPJ. He's said this several times, but he talked about his defense and how. That's an area he really needs to improve this year. But he said MPJ wants it. Like MPJ, the one thing, and I think people watching the show know because we've said it enough. Porter really does want to be a great basketball player. He doesn't not just the accolades or this or that. Like he really does mm -hmm. want to be the best version of himself, and that of course means on the defensive end as well. But also, he said that his relationship with Jokic is growing on and off the court, and it cracked mm -hmm. well. It, yes, but also like I, I laugh because what the hell does that even mean? It, the, the funniest is that, Jenga, it, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, are they riding horses together? Like, what are we doing here? But also, uh, it reminds me of the first time they met each other. That photo where they're standing so awkwardly apart from each other. Like, it reminds me of my kids when I like, hey, this is your cousin. Like, she also likes unicorns, and, and they're like, need to like each other. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's a, or like, so, and you're like, hey, this is my girlfriend's. Oh yeah, girlfriend, boyfriend, or something. Yeah. Boyfriend, you two should hang out. He, yeah, loves, he likes football, and you're like, uh, you guys uh, both like basketball. <laughs> you both like to. Well, he likes to shoot. You like yeah. to pass. Or like, oh, you like the NBA. So, oh yeah. So, what do you like? Oh, the Lakers, man. And you're like, yeah. you're like oh! <laughs> but the league is so unfair to the Lakers, man. And you're like, I can't take it. I love shooting. What's your favorite part? Passing. <laughs> oh, you guys like, should no, meet. Hang out. No, just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally rebounding Not for him while he takes jumpers. That was their first meeting. <laughs> I was like, get used to this, man. That's how we're doing it. Hey, it might we mean... We kid. We kid, It, it might like mean that. Um, that they're simply more communicative, more comfortable just talking to each other like yeah. at face value, yeah. which, of course, bodes well for communication. But again, yeah. it's mo it's what it mostly is as a media day quote. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's take our first break here. Do we have is the super chat about Michael Malone? It's not. Okay, then we'll hit that. We'll I, hit that I at the end. Do you want to say he, of course, answered a vaccination question? But there were more. We're, we're taking. I'm pushing this to the end. It's we'll too important. We're gonna a have. A, we're gonna have a whole thing. There. I one. My other note was um, Michael Porter did run to the corner at least once last year on a fast break. Oh my! God. Do you remember what game I do I'm referring to? When he should have run to the rim. When they blew a four on one <laughs> fast break against the Wizards. He <laughs> did run to the corner oh, on that this play. This is hilarious. He this was in the, the corner. Oh, I forgot on a fast about that. Break. Play. Uh, <laughs> remember what a big deal that was in the moment to us and then it's like yeah, dude, every game yeah. every game you're like what are we to do and then like later on you're like do you remember that game you're like did they play that game last year <laughs> oh right yeah yeah, yeah. all uh, right let's hit a break on the other side tim conley the architect he speaks Ooh, that's a good nickname the architect oh, oh it is do, do popos get nicknames can we make a shirt is there like would it's not what a tim conley shirt, like slap 
Uh, he, would he sue us for his life? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew this week. Uh, great for any occasion. It's, as you heard, just super hot still in Denver. Great uh, for my, great occasion for the Mile High City Copper Lager. If you're at a tailgate, if you're Ooh. watching the Broncos game, uh, make sure to have some on tap when you're watching the Nuggets games. Uh, a week from today, first preseason game, a week from today in L.A. against the Clippers. And I, for a preseason game, I would recommend drinking heavily. Yes. Those yes. are terrible games, but we can't wait for them. But it, it is the Clippers, so it should be, <laughs> should be a fun one. Uh, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from the Breckford Farmhouse. If you're out there, stop in. They've got bars. They've got food. They've got you know, great stuff for the kids. Uh, so check that out. You can also pick some, pick some up at your local liquor store, uh, at your grocery store. Sometimes they've got Mile High City Copper Lager as well. Uh, so pick some of that up this week. Also, there's only a couple more days to take advantage of these September deals from Solace Meds. Can America Gummies, 25% off. Strange Tinctures, 20% off. Rockin' Cartridges, 25% off. Glacier Concentrates, 20% off. Uh, you can get those deals at any of their four Colorado locations. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocked from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. So stop into any of those locations, get any of those great deals that they've got going on throughout the month of September. Also, when you drop the code DNVR20, when you're at checkout, you're, you're checking out, you're ringing up all your items, drop the code DNVR20, get 20% off your entire purchase. Also get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. That's valid at all of those four Colorado locations. So stop in the Solace Meds today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, we're back. we got to keep it moving here, guys. Again, don't forget, Broncos fans, you want to join us for these tailgates. They're a lot of fun. Um, be sure to go out for those this Saturday or this Sunday. This next Sunday will be another one. Weather's perfect. I don't know if you guys have looked ahead. I have. It's like 70 yeah, degrees. Yeah, man. We, got, we have a party bus and we have... Oh, my God. The party bus is incredible. Well, the party bus rolls up to the tailgate. It's like... Uh, it did look a little bit like they were being transported. They definitely did, yeah. But it's a prison looking bus. fun on the bus than But all the same, buses, like, who's happier than the people that are getting out of prison? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they, came out, they were like, they were, they, everybody came in very jovial. It's kind of also like they're arriving at prison, though, to be honest, because then you uh, get yeah. inside the cage inside, area. So. But they were locked in a, a, Lock a, a, in. a fun prison. Hey, you guys aren't selling this party bus very well. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. <laughs> First off, it sure was fun, and everyone had a blast. But it's like all yard time. If, it's like if prison was nothing but yard, but time. yard yeah, time. Yeah, which is the chill part. The chill That's part, the yeah. The chillest part. There's everybody no cell time. All right, Tim Conley. Tim Conley, the architect, he also spoke. Vote, I went to win the first time. I'm going to give you first comment here. What stood out to you most about Tim Conley's comments? Uh, well, he did talk about Jamal, uh, and he gave us the quote, Jamal will come back when he is ready, not when we tell him to. There's not a date on the calendar. So tomorrow? I know. Yeah, I know. That was the part about that quote. I'm like, Jamal, okay, but stay ready. what if you have to tell him not to? <laughs> but Jamal said, did have a quote about, like, I feel like I could play one-on-one -on -one right now if they yeah. love me or something. Yeah, yeah we'll sure get to do. that. I'm sure you but, do. Um, you know, he, they, he just reiterated that they're in absolutely no rush there. And then I guess the other really important note, uh, he talked about the MPJ extension a little bit. Didn't say anything explicitly. He did say uh, both the team and Michael, you know, can't imagine being without each other or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine being elsewhere. Me both the end being elsewhere. Um, let me, me say, I will say this one. I will say this one thing. We've told people all the time, don't panic. This deal will probably get done before training camp. Now training camp is here and the deal is not done. I don't think anybody should panic. I still expect it. Everybody, by all accounts, both on and off the record, are, are saying these things. But what? 
I did think it would be done by now. So well, I don't think sure. you need to practice or you don't need to panic. But I am like this. Uh, why? I, I found that this question is the way that people who don't know you can approach you. Like What's that? A, a lot of people come up to me and they'll say, what's up with the MPA, MPJ deal? And I go, I don't know. I don't know what's up with the MPJ deal, but I do know that it's probably of the deals that they've ever done. It has to be the most complicated because mm. there are so many, like with MPJ specifically, like the health is not there, but it's there. Like mm. that's a thing. Yeah. That, and you can't sign something right. that like, doesn't have all of the protections involved. There's got to be conversations back and forth. Like it's not so cut and dry. It's not signing Gary Harris. It's like MPJ, like you're a transcendent talent. You are theoretically worth, worth the max. We want to give that to you. We don't want to give it to you in a way that should the unthinkable happen. Like our team is just ruined for the next five years. There's yeah. also like, I don't know what the Murray contract. Well, first of all, it was a max. Like, of course he was going to sign that one. You know, I don't know, but I know that I've heard stories about the Jokic one and you know, family members are like the decision makers there. And so it's just a casual, I would, I would call the Jokic contract <laughs> extensions extremely casual from what I understand. Of <laughs> right. But I imagine, imagine dealing with Mark Bartlestein is oh. slightly I, different and a lot more formal. Say. Mark yeah. Bartlestein is the guy. Mark Bartlestein <laughs> gets his guys paid. I mean, he has been Mason Plumley's agent for these last <laughs> Let's years. go. He's like, I love that. He, he he's like, true, man. If Plumley's worth 14 to you guys, then Michael Porter. <laughs> twice. <laughs> you know, twice but my other favorite We're thing about how Tim answers this question was he goes and a lot of GMs and presidents do. He's like, you know, me and Mark talk all the time. We've got a great relationship. He's a great guy, great looking guy too. You know, you love to have a beer. He didn't say this like verbatim, but um, he's like, yeah, you know, it's a great guy. We have a great relationship. Did he says he's a great looking guy because you said he didn't say this verbatim, but that's a yeah, part that like that's, 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 that's a win for me. Did he say he's a great looking guy? I don't remember that. that at all. Great. He said, "Smells um, incredible." Yeah. He said, "He's a great guy. You know, we got a great relationship. We have great conversations." I just love that aspect of it, like you know, just propping up the agent a little bit. I'm sure. I'm sure Mark Barstein is a, is a good guy. By the way, these these great conversations are probably like. So, can we put incentives in it? No. Okay. Shit. All right. That's, we'll talk, we'll talk to you next week. hundred percent. And to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Here's another part of Tim Conley's mo because I know a lot of people will say like oh he just pays his guys or he's ahead and that's true for a large part but he does always ask for something back like a hey we're the putting figure. so much faith in you put the faith in us no player option or we want you to have just a little bit of incentives that we think you're going to hit but just something that you just are showing us like yeah. and i think they're as symbolic as they are anything mm. so i imagine whatever is being discussed in these contracts are those things and if you have a mark bartlestein oftentimes it's like why would we do it there's no such thing as a like yeah. a show of faith or we're a, bl yeah, a, bl yeah, yeah. a blood pact like let's all scrape our hands like no you scrape your hand we're gonna sanitize and right. not touch you like so I, that, that's what i that's what i would guess and i hope that i do think there is something too when you have a little skin in the game given back it's just it helps build the trust even if it's a small thing yeah. I think Eric made a good point, though. That no way, <laughs> no chance. I thought he was the outsider. There are aspects of this contract with the injury stuff that I'm sure is in there that they haven't had to dot the i's and cross the t's on before. Right. Yeah. I right. love the idea of them like in Jokic's max, his name's wrong, and they're like, "Whatever, guys. It's, yeah, yeah. We know it's. We know we got it." His right. brothers spit on their hands. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like they actually never signed a contract. <laughs> it's really just a verbal <laughs> agreement. They're like, "There's no Rockia stains anywhere on this contract. It's invalid." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Stamp it with Rockia. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, a, a thing that I found to be perhaps the most interesting. There were a lot of interesting things, but the, the, perhaps to me, 
we've heard a little rumblings about Bones has looked really good and this or that. And look, <laughs> Tim Conley was thrown an extreme softball about him playing in the G League. And, and he you, took the long it, route. Are you throwing shots at me for throwing him this softball? No, no, no. no, no it's not a shot. What I'm saying, it would have been so... <laughs> I, I delivered the softball. <laughs> when he on a tee just backed away slowly. What I'm, it was not what I'm saying. An underhand toss. You gave, him, you gave him open range to say a lot or a little, and he chose to say a lot in saying, I'm not so sure he'll be in the G League more or less. Again, I'm not giving a verbatim thing. Sure. He said, I'm not so sure. And I just, to me, I'm like, hmm, starting to, we're starting to get little tiny kernels. Not a lot. I think a little Tim is like, laying the groundwork for him being like, I want to see Bones play. <laughs> I want to see Bones ah. out there. Oh, Tim. He had a couple fire quotes. He said, first off, he's been impressive in, in these open runs. His playmaking has been catching people by surprise. Um, and then he said, from where we were on draft night, we're exponentially more impressed by him, the player in person, than we were a couple months ago. What? That was the quote that really caught my eye. That's what a- I'm trying to think is, what does Tim say if he doesn't feel that way? Do you know what I mean? Like, he w- I, What did I, he say about Tyler Lydon after the first game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it's... it's Tough to get minutes. Like yeah. every rookie needs uh, G League. Right. 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 Yeah, we're really gonna. Rely we got on a really him. crowded rotation. Have you guys seen his latest owl tattoo? It's really cool. Really cool artwork he's got. Yeah. One of the best owl tattoos I've ever yeah, seen. Well, we got this Grand Rapids Gold thing going. Yeah. On. <laughs> G League will be great for him. Yeah. I, I just look. It's nothing. I don't want to sit here and say Tim Conley is saying that Bones is a non. You know, he's a regular NBA player. I just. It does sound like he's impressed, and that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really he, cool. It, what what I take from that is that he's seen what we saw. Which is just like yeah. There's just like something about Bones Highland. Do you like think you nobody has convinced him. Tim Conley that it's not Damian Lillard? Oh my god! <laughs> Quick, someone say Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if any, if any, if any evidence has been presented to Tim Conley that's escaped my own crack investigation, I'd love to hear it. No, <laughs> I, I love this so much. I just love it. <laughs> I love this quote too uh, from Tim. He's a complete sweetheart off the court, but between the lines, he's a killer. Oh, uh, yeah. baby. You know who else liked that quote? Uh, Bones' agent. Quote tweeted, <laughs> quote tweeted Wind and said, um, this is the most genuine thing you can say about Bones. Mm. Sweet. Did, is Bones online yet today? <laughs> he's definitely Did he get online yet? Probably. I'm sure he's online. Uh, I'm excited for Bones. Yet? I love that dude. Um, he just, all around, I would say Tim Conley, very excited for the G League. He also referred to Jason Terry as a, quote, Rock star. rock star. So that's that's really great. I, I mean, I'm excited for Jay. What's, his, what's his nickname, though, Tim? <laughs> he definitely knows. That's Come on, now. Steps reference. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, very excited all about the the G League. Let's move on. Hold um, on, hold on. Tim said there are approximately <laughs> six players who could play the backup five. He was asked about this. He named everybody possible: Rocco, <laughs> Zeke, Jamichael, Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, all contenders for backup five minutes. Man, I was. This is one of. The I like Peter Cordelli. Didn't mention him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like that's like one guy. He's like he's gonna be great. The G League. <laughs> yes. We've already got his apartment picked out in Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, I, this is the one. I I actually overheard this. I was eavesdropping. Oh, wow. Aaron. And, uh, I'm gonna have to uh, report you. Well, I just reported myself, <laughs> unfortunately. But I, the idea of the not playing the traditional backup five and being more progressive and with your lineup position this basketball, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, yeah, we tried that last year. We got a traditional backup five and it was disastrous. Like we got absolutely nothing out of uh, our man. I don't even remember his name now. What's his name? Our uh, Greg Whittington. No, uh, the, 
Did we end up trading? JaVale, JaVale McGee. McGee. Heart Rock. Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> the Heart Rock. Thank you. No, Heart Isaiah Rock Hartenstein. We got a traditional backup five that would have satisfied that question, and it was worthless. So I actually like I like the idea that they're like, we'll just kind of feel this out. Like, we'll have people out on the court that can score the basketball, and maybe we'll, you know, like, what we might seed something on the defensive end, but, you know, with all of those players, it's just like a different philosophy, which... I'm interested to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think Malone seems content, though, with his rotation. Like, assuming, like, I don't think Malone is like, crap. I don't know. I think he's like, yeah, these are the guys I wanted to play. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, he's got a very obvious 10 man rotation. The one wild card's Bones. It's the one wild card. Oh, yeah, it is. That means, th- I mean, uh, that, that makes me less confident. Don't, don't let's, go, don't. let's go to J Mike. <laughs> let's go to J Mike. Um, we haven't talked much about vaccinations. We'll talk about them in the next one. But, uh, but J. Mike came out in. and said, well, <laughs> people I think do actually did actually people tune care, in for this. Yeah, think, people yeah. do care. They should care. I'm fully vaccinated, so I hope everyone jumps on board. To me, like, I set the bar really low for what I hope for, for veteran leaders who also want to be outspoken about a variety of subjects. It's a low bar. I'm vaccinated, and I hope other people... We'll we'll look at the merits and, and, and find the merits them the way I have. Like yeah. there, perfect. That's what you gotta do. So I was very happy to see that. Not sure I have anything else. <laughs> he said that Aaron Gordon stood out. He said that Yeah, uh, everybody said Aaron Gordon stood out. Like I have to assume like, he's, no hesitation. He looks just dominant and he's dunking. Was, he's like, dunking the shit out like, of him. All you have to do is play one game with Adam Sandler. That's <laughs> yeah, so true. And your whole so that's how you get your confidence up. <laughs> Dude, Sandler but he didn't said score his uh he had a lot of confidence oh, in his did. jumper. He was knocking down threes left and right. Really? This is the I would tell Harrison this earlier. Yeah. Of all the things you can no, tell I me that would get me hyped about <laughs> about Aaron Gordon's like growth, knocking down threes in yeah, preseason like does nothing for me. I want to hear that he's like dunking at a fifty level again. Yeah, exactly. Forty nine. Yeah, level. his athletic explosion is just on, I, we haven't never seen something. That's like what, this. yeah, you're right. Like I don't want to hear like oh he's got a new cross a yeah. killer crossover. He's yeah, gonna yeah. be like oh no he's draining turnaround threes <laughs> like and he's I think even the line was that he's very, feeling very confident with him, which is really yeah, funny. Just letting it fly. <laughs> Like, how's this season of the show going? Eric's feeling very confident in his jokes right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, are they, does it mean they're good? or he's, no. no, he's just, <laughs> no, he's no. very confident he's that just they are. <laughs> letting them fly. Like, yeah, has anyone stood out on the show? Like, Eric wouldn't shut up. Yeah. yeah. Is that good? <laughs> not fading in. <laughs> yeah, that's confidence. actually a good question. That, that's a good point. The question wasn't who's played well, it's who stood out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be funny if everybody answered negatively. There's yeah. like, B- like, Marcus well, looks like he doesn't belong. Like, Marcus is just know, like well, jacking up Mike shots still left can't catch right. the fucking ball. You know? like, My- Michael stood out a lot on defense. The worst reasons. Any other J. Mike notes? Oh, I did just want to say for anyone curious at home, uh, there were broader vaccination questions posed first to Malone, then to Tim Connolly. And then a couple of players did give their vaccination status today. J. Mike was one. They weren't asked directly, just if you're curious. They were asked about the broader. I want to talk about that, too. I want to talk about that as well. And and, and just for what it's worth, J. Michael took it upon his own to just offer up his own status while talking about that. So yeah, it's I agree leadership. with leadership. It's yes, incredible when you yes, see it. When being a veteran it. leader. Um, J. Mike also talked about... Um, Jokic winning another MVP and a championship. He looks forward yeah. to that, and that's like another cool quote. I mean, those two. I'm, I am excited. When you, Jim, J. Mike talking about Yoke or Yoke talking about J. Mike just brings a smile to my face. Just like, 
Do you guys remember the face he gave last year when my, when he heard that Jokic said he wants to play with him forever, and he, he gives the like nod. He's nod like, boy, I'm gonna be set for a while. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I just earned another seven contracts. He's like, see it. Exactly. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna take off at least three months from this season. <laughs> uh, Zeke, Does this mean I don't have to do the Red Rocks workout again. <laughs> um, Zeke Naji, let's hit him real quick. Zeke said that he's working on his ball handling to become a more versatile offensive player. Okay. Yeah. So um, he was also it's a asked, tough sell, man. It's a tough sell. He was also asked league. about what position he thinks he's going to play this year, and pretty much said he could play every position, like the three, four, and five. Okay. A big, de- a forward that could play some wing and then get down closer to the basket as well, right? Yeah. So literally, so. you know, every every one of those positions. Um. Yeah, that's all I've got on Zeke. He, uh-huh. he also volunteered his vaccination status, so he is vaccinated, mm-hmm. and he said that there are discussions about it between the players in the locker room, but yeah. that's that's all we got. Um, Faku, we'll do one more before we hit the break, but Faku uh, also spoke today. Shouts to Argentina. Um, what I, do we shouts got? to Cordoba. My biggest thing with Faku is something that I think people probably noticed and guessed from the outside the three-point shot is so much more important to his NBA career than it was for any other version right. of himself as a basketball player. And so the adjustment for him last year, not just that the line is further back, but that it might be how he gets to make his impact. So shoot when you're open, be confident in those shots. One of the biggest things that he learned from his rookie season. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's real because... <laughs> this is some pretty uh, pretty dumbed down analysis, but I wonder if you're shorter, it's tougher to adjust to the longer three point line. Wow, I love like, this physics wind is coming out here. Okay, inherently yeah. you need to put more effort behind your the yaw shot. changes the most. The yeah, yaw you need to change the, your trajectory uh, yeah. the most. It does look like his whole body gets involved. <laughs> it does. He's like, it's like how yeah. uh, a pinball machine would shoot a right. three point. It's like oh, <laughs> <laughs> Porter's hand just goes like this. <laughs> his entire body loads up. Yeah. Porter's like shooting down right. the basket <laughs> by the time he jumps. Oh man, Faku's just—it's um, like a catapult. <laughs> he did also compliment Bones Highland. He said he's so smart playing the pick and roll. And he's like, here's the thing: Faku's very smart. Like when smart people give you credit the for magician. being smart, it's like, hey, this is this means something, right? Yeah. So that to me, um, it would have meant something different. If it was like Marcus Howard is like, yeah, he really <laughs> pick and roll reads. He <laughs> yeah. sees the game like only I can analyze. <laughs> no, yeah. Faku giving him that's a lot. Yeah. Anything else? We need to give Argentina. They're they're tuned in this long. I know. You guys have don't have any other fuck. Oh, I'll I'll give one. I got the sense that after the Olympics, he actually took time off. Yeah. more mostly like it wasn't. I don't know that he had a big, and he's old enough now that it's probably not as important. But it does, it sounds like all the point guards, Monte, Dozier, and even Faku, after the Olympics, didn't really have a ton of basketball. Like I think was, he said he took twenty days off where he just didn't. Do that's anything. a lot. That's a yeah. lot. I mean, I want to take twenty days off. Well, also <laughs> I think Faku too. You have to remember the timelines of the end of his last season outside of the NBA, then immediately hopping into an NBA season, yeah, then immediately true. going into Olympic play. It's been right. a long run. It's been a long right. run. Really long run. All right, let's hit our last break here, guys. On the other side, Jamal Murray, Bull Bull, and some Vax Talk. <laughs> some yeah! Vax Talk. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> guys, of course, response by Ball across the entire DNVR network. Yes, it's in Ball Arena. Uh, where the Nuggets play is in the aerospace technology company, also is in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts 
for decades. And they are adding line capacity to their 400-person plant right here in town in Golden, Colorado. The demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever, than ever. And chances are, if you've consumed a beverage in a can, it's been from a ball aluminum can. <laughs> so... I can confirm. I did that many times yesterday. We were talking about this on the show the other day. Like you, everybody listening, watching has consumed a beverage in a can in their life. That's true. In theory. Yeah. Unless they're, they grew up in Boulder. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> uh, like I said, Ball's adding uh, line capacity to their 400 person plant right here in Golden, Colorado. Uh, they're hiring production technicians if you want more info. Jobsupall.com and search for Golden, or you can text Golden to 77222. If you go to manscaped.com and you're a DNVR listener, uh, drop the code DNVR. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping when you use that code DNVR at manscaped.com. Yo, I finally used the nose trimmer in my ears as well. Washed it first. Uh, it's for both. And that's also awesome. Yeah. There's just yeah. all these the things where you're here? like, what, once you finally have the tool to do it, you're like, nose oh, this is so easy quality, and quality convenient. Stuff. Whack yeah. your bush and your, no, your nose bush and your ear bush, too. Whack your bush. Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, I love Harrison's big laugh is my favorite. <laughs> oh, my oh, I love it. Bring oh, life. You know, like I just... I Gotta, gotta shave your balls, people. Make sure to pick up the lawnmower 4.0. It's got that 7,000 RPM motor with the 4,000K LED spotlight. If you get the performance package 4.0, you get the shed travel bag as well. $39 value with that. Use the code DNVR for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, that's at manscaped.com. Uh, finally, if you're looking for a dentist in the Denver area, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush. The electric toothbrush that most dentists recommend, actually. I, oh. I used to know that mine does. Now, it's the, the same number of dentists that recommend chewing, chewing Trident. Can't convince that last dentist. <laughs> yeah. They all recommend the Sonicare. Uh, pick one up today. Top of the line electric toothbrush. Schedule a cleaning, so x-ray, and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go there. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them today. All right. Back here. Final segment. DNVR Nuggets podcast. Guess what we are filming this Friday, everybody? I'm not you guys. Guess but what day Guess what day it is. It is the week of training camp. Harrison Wynn's going to be down there in training oh, camp yeah. in San Diego bringing you live access and even finally we get to get some exclusives just because we get to be in person to do this or that i can't wait for it but friday we begin filming our player preview series which is one of my favorite things so if you were on the fence about becoming a dnvr member now's the time to do it you get a free t-shirt you get access discounts on our tailgates beers all kinds of different stuff merch and then uh, uh of course access to all of our awesome content mm -hmm. including um the good stuff of our player preview series uh jamal murray we got to hear from him guys uh it had been a minute yeah, this was my favorite interview interview of the day, actually. Like, Jamal Murray was great. Um, he had a lot of interesting stuff to say, man, uh, a lot. His role for this season, until he returns, sounds like he's going to be an assistant coach. Uh, he, he said <laughs> he's probably going to be given some pregame scouting reports to the team. He's going to do some of the scouts on the uh, upcoming opponents. Okay, I have a new best highlight of the year. Malone gets tossed. Nuggets down oh. 10. He gets tossed. Who gets appointed head coach? Uh, None other than Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray. Draws up a play. Jokic, Porter, pick and roll, three-pointer, game winner. Yes. 
I also have a question. Has anyone run this by Michael Malone yet? <laughs> it's unclear if this is an appointed role yeah, or self-appointed. In yeah. the moment just now, yeah. Jamal decided that. Because yeah, well, I'm going to think a lot of what we saw in the playoffs was not appointed. It was just <laughs> Jamal doing what the hell he wanted to do. Man, that was one of the highlights of that first round. Though. Are you yeah. kidding me? Jamal Murray like talking shit to Zach Collins back and forth is like... Let's get it. it one of, one of awesome. these things is not yeah. like the other. It was awesome. So it seems like he's going to be an assistant coach until he gets back. He didn't put a timetable. He doesn't have a date on when he wants to get back. He's just you know, taking it one day at a time. He did say he's able to do a lot of stuff right now. Like he says he's just been working on his shot for five months. Just, you know, been shooting for five months. Uh, he says he did beat Bones Highland in that left-handed oh. free throw shooting competition. Not once, but twice. He said he beat him twice in that competition and that he's just working on his left hand because he's just doing it out of boredom. Um, so <laughs> he's staying involved. He's staying engaged. Um, there is some stuff he can do on the practice court, but everything's obviously slowed down a little. No contact, of course. But maybe the biggest takeaway is that just he seems to be in pretty good spirits, although he did say when he saw the Nuggets play 5 on 5 at practice, quote, like, I was sick. Just that is really killing him. But I'm sure of it. All man. in all, I feel like mentally he's in a pretty good space. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it. Like, he, I, I love that he's like still keeping that competitive fire. That doesn't go away, man. No, I know. But he's like, he's stoking it. Like, he's yeah. like really like leaning into it. It's great. I like the idea of him being engaged. And we joke about is this his call or whatever. I'm sure these have, are conversations that have been had either formally or casually. Just kind of. You discussed. also probably just don't need to have those conversations. You also do, well, but no, here's one thing. I Maybe Michael Malone's a smart guy. He's a great leader. And I do think there is something to like you. The thing you worry about when players get injured is that they don't feel like a part of the team. Yeah. And to give a guy a job that's like, no, you're we, right. You have jobs to do actually every day. And like he, it's a job he clearly wants. But something where it's like. Yeah. You actually are still very much a part of the team, and we need you to handle this thing. Is that it's smart? I yeah. also imagine that doesn't hurt a point guard, right? Getting that perspective. Yes. Watching the game as Absolutely. a whole from the sideline. So it's one way for him not just to stay engaged, but to keep keep the mind sharp, grow as a player in the meantime. Not even just keep the mind sharp, but sharpen it, make it even sharper. sharper like that is, sure. I do think there's a lot. I love that detail from today. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And by all accounts, you know, Jamal did say he feels healthy, and there's things he can do. He talked about. You know, I'm sure he can't jump as high as run as fast because he was talking about there's certain things I can do just not as well as I used to or whatever. And that's now, you know, he's, he's got time to kind of build those up. Um, but the team does seem we've all kind of penciled in March 1st is like, yes, when he's coming back. The team seems to at this moment not care, like come back when you're ready. And he said today, I don't want to come back at 80. I want to come back at 100 yeah. percent. So, you know, maybe March 1st is the right answer. Maybe it's a little later. I don't know. I just. I, I do feel like they are going to take a very measured approach, at least yeah, right now. I mean, the thing with him and what he's dealing with is it's not muscle-based. It's tendons. It's like... No, it, well, at, at this moment, but it is also muscles. But it, it, only in that, like, you can work through, like, muscle pain, muscle... Like, oh. He, he cannot come back until the fiber that connects his muscles to his bone, like, his holds his knee together is fully structurally sound. It's I feel like, like I'm well actualing you here, but I think we agree, but it really is a tendon thing at this moment. The tendons are not strong enough, but the tendons will probably be strong enough in December, November. But, I, but, but then I just mean you the, can't rush that part right. back. Like you can come back like if you're like not feeling But then it does maybe. become a muscle thing. That was just sure. my only point. Is then it's like, yeah, but you have right. to to plant as hard as you plant, to do all this stuff. You need to get that muscle back up. For sure. And your muscles just die when you don't use them. I mean, that's just that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, 
You're telling me. <laughs> uh, bowl, bowl, guys, the last guy. Um, the one thing that stood out to me in reading through the notes here, him wanting to be a mentor or MPJ kind of taking a mentorship role with bowl, mm. bowl is interesting to me. Like, it seems like that's a thing. MPJ, you have to slow play leadership. You don't get to be a leader like your first year, your second year. Like, it takes time. But I do feel like Bull Bull is an interesting test case for him of like, hey, man, that is a good guy for you. If you can get him and you're calling him and just trying to say, hey, you need to, to stoke this skill that you have. You need to, like, put the work in. That's a cool thing. That's a cool yeah. little little brother for him to take on. Take a step forward. I think Porter's the perfect guy to have talked to Bull. You think about the fact that Porter knows what it's like to have been famous long before the actual yeah. basketball career took off. That Porter knew what it was like to work his way out of at least a perceived doghouse mm. um, that Porter has overgone either this transformation or growing into who he always was that the media misunderstood and misidentified as a true professional. I think Porter is the kind of guy that Bull might be able to relate to, listen to, and be impacted by. I mean, keyword think, you know, don't know, but I actually like this idea a lot. Yeah. I think it shows a little bit of a, a leadership angle from the Porter, from Porter, just kind of reaching out to him, keeping him involved, kind of going to bat for him. Uh, I, I like that from Porter's perspective, reaching out and kind of taking Bull under his wing a bit. Right. Taking the bull by the horns, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> oh bull, God. look, this is the easiest of all the cliches. It's not playing fast. It's not added muscle or weight or this or that. The easiest cliche is to say somebody's bought in. Because if you're bought in before the first day of practice, that doesn't mean anything. Are you bought in six weeks into the season, right. 12, 15, of course, whatever? Of course. It's like what happens when things aren't going well. But at least Bull Bull today admitted to a degree about not having been bought in fully in the past and and that he knows that and needs so there is a level of self-awareness that comes from that it could easily be overstated but at least there is something there of him saying i need to be more dialed in than i have been and he said the same thing before and after summer league so it's clearly something that someone's at least said to him enough times if not something he has a good grip on himself um i do think there are still yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, it's year three, you know? Yep. The bar's a little low for Bull. It's, does he want to be a pro? Does he want to be here? Is he ready to work hard every day and take his lumps? And, again, like, some of the stuff, the way Porter and his relationship with Bull was being talked about today is almost like a vet and a rookie, and neither of these guys are either of those things. So there is a little bit of, of you know, clearing a low bar. But, look, you can either hear the right things or hear the wrong things. Yep. The former certainly better. Right. Man, it's... Like, it's borderline criminal that Bull Bull should be given this insane body and this, like, ability to move unlike anyone else, the size that he is, and, like, not take full advantage. Like, yep. if his, oh, NBA, so true, if his NBA career never amounts to anything, like, he should be thrown into prison. Like, <laughs> no one is given this. It's a bit much, but you're no, not getting your larger no, point. I'm going, I'm going no. back to Soviet Russia. <laughs> teach the, Put him in the gulag. Teach, teach according to their abilities, to each according to their need. This is like, <laughs> just kill him. You are best to do this job. You All should right, or else, you, yeah, you're more extreme, but you're, we agree. Like, this, but the point being is, like, this man has physical gifts unlike anyone I've ever seen. Sure, and if sure. his, if he just, like, cannot get engaged through for an attitude reason, it's like, dude, c come on. Like, unacceptable. Right. Una right in the gulag. Well, I would think a step towards that would be him being excited to potentially go and play G League minutes in Grand Rapids. But. Yes. But I didn't get the sense from my question and his answer that yes. he would be excited to do that. Right. 
Mostly no, because that was he a said, disappointment, actually. Mostly because he said he isn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Are you reading into that? <laughs> yeah. So that was a disappointment, but right. Um, so to wrap things up here, oh, we have a super chat. Let me get to that because I think it's a positive one, and we might, I'm, I might personally get a little negative in this final part. Oh, I, I apologize in advance. Super chat from David Che. He says, "Y'all made the off season bearable. Thank for all the hard work, and here's to a great Nug season. I love it, David Che. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. We, we're glad. We enjoy. We always enjoy the off season. I'm glad it's over." But we always have a good time during it. We do weird stuff. Off season's great, man. <laughs> I love the off it's, season. It's my fourth favorite season behind the on season, pre season, and post season. Yeah. It's it's bordering on my second favorite season. <laughs> really? It's really next to the playoffs. <laughs> next to the postseason. Um, yeah, so one nice. of the things that's hanging over the media days all across the NBA and really over the entire sports world, and dare I say, the world itself as a whole and every aspect of it, is the question about. Um, players and their uh, relationship to not only the vaccine, but how much they were willing to talk about and uh, to talk about this as an issue. And of course, the article came out in Rolling Stone that Michael Malone himself even referenced. It was the talk of the weekend, really, and I think will be the talk of probably the next several weeks about how there is a great divide in the NBA of all leagues, a great divide about players sharing oh, things oh. as wild, as wild as the vaccine actually being a ploy from Satan to like like uh, these things actually being discussed like absurd not just like i don't know if we should trust the, the science or this or that but also things that far afield the players that are wanting to refuse it on abstract and very unclear even religious grounds that that i think so it has become a story and i will say that you know i'm pretty disappointed reading that over the weekend and really disappointed also just to see and to know Michael Malone was asked, is the team vaccinated? He said, I would love to tell you that we are, but we are not. I wish I could tell you that. There are teams that have come out, Utah Jazz, our, our next door neighbors, fully vaccinated, huge leg up. Unfortunately, the Nuggets are not. And one, I think we as a media today did not do a great job of asking the players this because I do think it's an important enough issue and I do think it's something that every player should have at least commented on because this is a thing that we have to, in my opinion, there's a right answer to this and it needs to be out front. And if you want to draw a line in the sand and, and be against it and, and say that you have this skepticism for this or this reason, that's, it's affecting other people's lives that you need, that I do feel people need to be on record. You have to answer for that. You have to answer for it. Yeah. And Bradley Beal came out today and said, and had a quote that said something like, let me, somebody asked him a question. He said, well, let me ask you a question. If the vaccine works, why do people still get it if they have COVID? This is a question that has an answer. This is a question that absolutely has an answer. This is a question you don't need to do your own research about. And you do. It's the easiest research to do. You, and you, you would have find, found that Had answer. you, yes. you would find the answer to this one. <laughs> right away. And here's, and, and here's what bothers me. This is, uh, again, I, 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 I want people to know. I am sensitive to people that don't have this. Because I think a lot of what happens is we all live in bubbles. And if you haven't broken out of yours, even if you don't even know that, you might not have actually given yourself the opportunity. And I don't want to just sit here and say, everybody, you're an idiot for not thinking this or this or that. I want to invite people to understand that this is a question that has right and wrong answers. It's certainly more right than wrong answers on this one. I've been reading like there's have you guys heard of the Herman Cain Awards? It's actually they can <laughs> no, be, but I can imagine what they are because Herman Cain like famously was like the you know very anti-COVID doesn't exist caught COVID and died so it can be a very cruel thing. This like there are people that like try to celebrate this, but I do I have found it fascinating reading through these the way that so many people just didn't ever get the information. We're so confident that they had the right answers 
didn't realize until they actually were forced to do their own research because they ended up getting so sick and then coming to the realization of like, wow, I can't believe nobody told me this. It, the information was there for you. And the point I wanted to make, the reason I saved this for the end, I just watched over the weekend the Woodstock 99 documentary. Have you guys seen this? I have not yet. Really fascinating. It actually really fascinating. But there, of all, there's a lot of different things. Woodstock 99, disaster. Complete shit show. Yep. Somebody died. Yep. There was a bunch of rapes. It was yeah. like there was and no the water. There was shit everywhere. Yeah. And then, yes, the lineup. This was supposed to be like we had Woodstock in the 60s and what a cultural movement it was. And it was indicative of a moment in time that included civil rights, that included all these different things, like a cultural revolution. And it was this big thing. And they're like, well, we're going to recreate that with Limp biscuit and <laughs> corn and Slipknot and like uh, Kid Rock. And like just the... And so it, you ended up getting the, the, the genesis of this was you got a bunch of chads there that were just like hopped up on Girls Gone Wild videos and they're just yeah, like trying dude. to like just molesting women and stuff. And it was like oh, wow. the opposite of a of a cultural, you know, like revolutionary yes. moment. In some ways, maybe it was indicative of, of cultural rot at the moment or what have you. But I, the reason I bring this up is in the Rolling Stone article, you actually the juxtaposition to Jonathan Isaac and Kyrie Irving was uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson. Right. Guys that played in the 50s and 60s, 70s, you know, played back then, who went through the civil rights movement, who actually did face a lot of oppression from their very league, from the very society, and from this, these different things, but still understood the responsibility they had as social activists when something came along. And I find a very interesting parallel to Woodstock 69 mm. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson and Woodstock 99 and this idea of asking questions that have answers and completely, not we had a story about Kyrie Irving going to the Indian reservation uh, to, you know, uh, Standing Rock, going into the schools, refusing to wear a, vax around, or a mask around all of the kids and this and that, even though all of the families and everybody there were forced to. Like, to me, it's sociopathic. And to me, there's such a contrast between you want to be a, I think athletes should be people that, that if they want to, should be able to speak up about, about issues. But there's a responsibility that comes with that. There's a responsibility that comes with that, that to me, I'm just, I, it's too comparable when I watch these people at Limp Bizkit singing songs about life's not fair to me, F a bitch or whatever. Like, you're like, come on, what the, what are you, a rebel without a cause? And I feel like, the, I feel very similar as I'm reading these quotes about this topic, which again, is killing lots of people and these people, and, and the NBA Players Association and the people running it have a responsibility to the people that look up to them. Right. It's true. That's really well said. Uh, it, it is a really difficult situation. And the thing that's craziest about the, all of the vaccination talk is we just get hung up on like just the act of getting vaccinated, but we don't really talk about like why you should get vaccinated, which is that if the virus no longer has hosts, right. then it goes away. Like it's not, we, we're not talking about just like protecting people. We're talking about like, let's maybe get to a point where COVID is not a conversation we have to have all the time. Every it's not something. Hours. Yeah. And, and also the funny thing about getting a vaccination, we were talking about this before, like once you get it, it ceases to be something you think about. Like once you are vaccinated, I don't think about vaccinations daily. If you are anti-vax, it is part of your everyday persona. It's something you have to answer for all the time. It becomes part of your personality. It's so strange to me. And it's also like, what are you talking like what are we talking about well that like, is what happens people get pigeonholed into i have to be this i can't change my opinion because i've made my brand as this type of thing or i feel i uh, feel this part of club but this is an issue like when people say your vax works so why should i that's another question that has an answer 
Yeah. Like, these are things that actually have answers. If yeah, you just it's, it's, it's not that you're not just saying, like, I'm getting a vaccination so I don't get sick. Yes, right. that's true. But we want no one to get sick. We want the virus to have no home and there so are, that it will die. And there's a lot of appropriate questions that can be asked about vaccine safety and, like, and different things like that or how much trust should be put in pharmaceutical companies, this or that. But those things don't also, like... That doesn't block from every other uh, every other aspect of this, and and this is why Kareem and Oscar are so interesting as people in in contrast to this because a lot of this is about civil liberties or civil rights or mm -hmm. should we trust the people like look what they've done to poor people or or people of color for years and years and this is people saying yes we know yes. way better than you do yes but also that doesn't separate you from the very real issue of you have a responsibility to help save lives in this hellscape we've been going on for two years to me there's also you talked about cultural rot like there's a broader dynamic that permeates extends beyond the nba and it's just a general aversion to helping people right. time and time again in the united states of america i we don't have to go down this whole path but we're all handed opportunities to show that we care about other people and we often you often have to end up explaining why you hold that position you know what I mean? And, right. and it, for example, Desmond Bain's quote today about vaccines, quote, whatever happens down the road, I'll be fine knowing that I was one of those people that at least tried to save the other people. End quote. That's what it is to that me. Is exactly That's what, what it's is. always been about. Too. And to me, to Eric's point, like, why are we doing this? Of course, there's all the science. But then just the how about the first easy layer of to help people, to help keep people alive. But even if you're even if you don't go through that altruistic side, where you're like, it's on me to help others. It's like. I want to help me. Like I don't want to think about COVID anymore. Right, I don't. Right, I want this right. to go away. Like it's not even like I want to save the old people. Whatever. It's like, yo, I want to turn the page. Like I want to get back to where talking about infectious disease is not something that is just part of an every something somebody can bring up at any point during. I don't want to live day. in unprecedented times anymore. I want to. I want full precedent of my times. I want to know exactly what's going to happen. Full precedent of my times. <laughs> We're living in very precedented and times. And I, I wonder also, like again, seeing these Herman Cain awards, it, it always hits home when it when like it's local, right? And for me, it actually has. You know, I've lost family members, including somebody younger than me, to COVID. Yeah, through this yeah. like this is the thing that people I feel like when I see some of these things about the cavalier nature of, of some of the people how this is like they feel good about doing the FU I'm always like do you really not know anyone yeah, you've know. gone through this whole thing and you really don't know anyone or you just don't care or you haven't had the conversation or really examined it you know there's just a thing where even if things have happened to people that you know there's just something about being the owner of your own life yeah, and your right, reality right. that people like really hold on to they make their own decisions even if they're ill-advised or whatever it's just that their own and right. like that that liberty side that people like really glom on to like that's what it is it's just like you can't tell me what to do why because that's why like, and so that was that's all again we don't dive into these things too often on the show but we were talking about it today as we saw some of these quotes come out and in particular as we um, go through today's media with the nuggets and just how much of it's like a taboo and we're like no it's not a taboo like yeah. if you want to be a person that is you you want to be the leader and you claim to be this or that then when you say things that are actually wrong and verifiably wrong then you need to be called out for them and that was all it was and if we're not going to do it and at least plant a flag that we can't out. criticize them for being yes. silent on it so yes. There it is. I know it'll make a, some of the people, probably many of the people watching this unhappy, but hopefully you can cut through that unhappiness to at least hear, like I'm not trying to dunk on any person and say, you're. I know too many people personally, again, that are anti-vaxxer, this or that. I know it's just human beings, but 
I just I'm I'm sick of the bullshit on this this, this topic. I'm just so sick. Very of it. tired. Don't want to talk about COVID anymore. Let's help it <laughs> go away. Let's Some of these questions have right answers. Oh my That's... God. All right, let's duck out of here, guys. Anyway, tomorrow starts training camp. Harrison's going to be in San Diego. Uh, He's going to be in sunny oh yeah. San Diego getting the inside scoops from Jokic. From Probably not as sunny as Denver. <laughs> Probably not as sunny. It's very <laughs> cool here right now. When you should just go to the beach and lie to us and yeah, see yeah, yeah. how They'll far like, into the week you get before we realize you're, you're like, making shit up. Yeah, you're like, um, I'm hearing Aaron Gordon's looking really impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just like drinking my time. <laughs> Bones so is really showing out. Yeah, people uh, like his personality a lot. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you next time. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school, get another degree. MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching. So it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees. So you can use DNVR Sports to waive your application fee at MSU Denver Online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester. So no matter what type of student you are, no matter what type of schedule you're working, check out MSU Denver online today. You can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.